You're watching the Rebel Scum Podcast. You are always scum. Rebel Scum. From odds making to list rankings, we've got you covered. And don't forget to join us on Patreon for early access and exclusive content. Here are your hosts, Brock and James. Happy New Year again. This is our first podcast of 2020. It's getting exciting in Star Wars land. Uh, this is our first podcast, Brock, but our second video. As you know, we did our ranking Star Wars show uh, on January 1st, as always. Four years and running now. January 1st, our uh, ranking show. The most uncontroversial video we do all year. Because uh, I think our rankings, they are the, the, the definitive rankings, Brock. The definitive rankings. I was... I was telling my colleague Steven at work yesterday about our ranking, and he was like, what was the la- bottom one, uh, Attack of the Clones? And I'm like, I can't remember, but I put I used to put it at the bottom of my list, and now this year I put Phantom. And he's like, Phantom? Phantom's way better than Attack of the Clones. And he what is, was our final one? I can't remember. It was Attack of the Clones followed by The Last Jedi, followed by... I don't know what it was after that, but it was something. It was a lot of fun. You know what? If you guys want to find out what they were, check it out. We did that January 1st. Um, like I said, it's a lot of fun. We That was 37 rankings combined yeah. is what that one was in total. So if you have a problem with what we did, uh, that's great. It wasn't us, so suck it. <laughs> we, had nothing, we had very little to do with the influence of those rankings, you and I. Steve was also like, oh, the, I think the worst one is the Clone Wars movie. And I'm like, Attack of the Clones? He's like, no, Clone yeah. Wars, the movie, like the first like episode or whatever. And I'm like, that doesn't count. And he's like, sure it does. It's all canon and stuff. And yeah. I'm like, that doesn't count. <laughs> the problem is it's canon. It was theatrical. So how do you avoid adding that one, Brock? You make it live action theatrical releases um the problem with that of course is the ewoks movies are not a part of it but like i said 37 um of us it was it was us here at the channel plus our patreon subscribers plus a bunch of youtube and podcasting friends give gave their rankings and we did it all and it i was really hoping for a brand new one and two um but we had a new top three, which was fun to see. And I'm sure that top three will not be top three next January 1st when we do it on 2021. I can guarantee you that almost. Yeah. <laughs> the numbers aren't going to change either. It's going to be the same amount of movies. So, yeah. It's going to be the same amount of movies for the next three years. Yeah. So the, this is going to show the time uh, and uh, change time's effect on opinion. So Yeah, we absolutely. Because uh, we're, what, three weeks after the release of uh, Rise of Skywalker, and it's still heated debates on the internet, so we're not going to talk about that, because who cares? What a the shocker movie. that there's a heated yeah, debate. Funny, so you, your, your points are moot. But anyways, what are we talking about today? I don't even know anymore. We're talking about Star Wars. Star Wars, look, I got, oh, you can't see it on the, ow, I hit my head. You can't see it on the screen. I got a new Star Wars calendar. It's actually, wait, it's being hidden by... This right here, you, can, you can't see Ray. Anyway, Ray is January on the new calendar that I got. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to Steve who got it for me. He's like, hey, it's a calendar. Anyway, uh, it's January. We have a new month, new day. Uh, ben Solo is 
dead and gone. By the way, I saw a marriage story last night, or whenever the hell you guys are watching this, Friday night with Aaron. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched it with Aaron. Have you seen Marriage Story? No. Do you feel like being depressed for two hours? Yeah. <laughs> you should check it out. I will say I thought the, the acting for the most part was uh, spectacular. The writing is Noah Baumbach, so it's great. Um, but uh, I was exhausted. But I slept in today, as you know, and I'm pretty sure that's the reason why. That movie exhausted. <laughs> I didn't want to be depressed, and I had already watched The Irishman. Oh. Boom. Uh, I, haven't, no, it, I haven't seen that yet. It's too long. <laughs> yeah. Adam Driver news, I watched The Black Klansman. Great movie. He's great at that too. But the reason why I bring up marriage story is because there's a part where he's with his son. And the whole thing is it should have been called custody battle. But anyway, so he's he's at he's like buying like he wants buying like games or toys with his son. And I was like, I wonder if there'll be like a Star Wars toy, because that would like how meta would that be if he's like, You want this Kylo Ren toy? And uh there's not, but I kept my eye on the screen and they did have this on the bottom right when he's buying toys, Pictopia Star Wars. Um, what is that? It's Pictopia. I've never opened it. Check it out. It's still taped together. I got this like three years ago for free. I don't remember how I got it for free. Is it like Pictionary? I don't know. I've never opened it. <laughs> it's trivia. So you're like, which one of these characters nearly falls into the Sarlacc pit? And your options... Oh, and it has pictures. And the options are Lando, Han, Chewie, Luke. Um, and which of these places are planets? And there's Ha, Adagabah, Naboo... Tatooine and Endor, and Endor is a moon. So it's like that. But I've never played it. It's still taped together. Um, I'm waiting for you to come over. So this also this is the Force Awakens, Clone Wars, and Rebels are all included on this. Uh, yeah, but anyway, this is on the bottom right of the screen uh, when they buy games. It has nothing to do with the movie. They don't end up buying it. They kind of ignore it. But it's right there. You can clearly see it. Uh, and I was like, does he know? I was really hoping a son would play with a Kylo Ren figure. Doesn't happen. Mary's, well, there you go. Mary's story Mary's was a story. was a failure. On the, the rating ranking Star, Star Wars episode next. <laughs> next year. year's ranking Star Wars is Mary's story is number one. Very well acted. Uh, Aaron liked it. I was like, this is depressing. <laughs> I don't know. I think the, she want like she wanted to watch it. I think closer to Christmas, and I said, you know what would be good? Not watching it during Christmas. Uh, it just I don't know. It's it's good. Like it's just not. I don't know. I'm more in the. I'm, maybe I'm getting older. I'm like, can we just watch a Hallmark Christmas special? Those are those are way happier. And she's watching one right now with uh, on Netflix, The Night Before Christmas, Brock. The Night, K N I G H T. Is that the one with uh, Vanessa Hudgens in it? Yeah, and there's a night. I don't know anything about it, except it's yeah, the night. Sure. So I'm very excited for her to watch that. And uh, <laughs> you know, the next six months are going to be her catching up on the Hallmark movies she hasn't watched. And then the six months after that will be the new ones that come out because <laughs> they release them ridiculously early. We're going to talk Ben Solo today. Ben, not Ben Demption because that was a thing. Um, ben Demption occurred. I thought they handled Ben Demption well. What did you say? Ben Demption. I thought they handled it uh, well in the movie. Yeah, I think. Well, let's just not call it Ben Demption because I believe the Raylos don't believe he was redeemed, but. <sighs> I think the end of his story works. Um, uh, maybe it's not what we or we. I'm fine with it because it's like he kind of returned. I I kept saying I was surprised. I expected him to stay evil the whole way, and that maybe perhaps. I guess I started. I I always saw the two of them sort of having to sacrifice themselves for return to the balance of the force. Um, 
the ending, the way it ends, I'm happy with that because it's sort of, it just, there's like story over, <laughs> even though she walks into the horizon, it's like story now over. Um, but I think it works because it's sort of, I feel like going after this topic, you just go down into a rabbit hole where you just get stuck and you're like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I think um, I was I thought he was going to turn um early on in the film. That's what I was I was believing was going to happen just because the the emperor was there. And when the emperor is there, who's the bad guy of the of the movie, who's the bad guy of the series and it is uh the emperor. And so when he turned, uh that's kind of when I, I thought what they did with uh Harrison Ford was splendid. Uh, bringing yeah. him back. They obviously didn't have Carrie Fisher to do it. I thought, you know, the use of Maz Kanata was fine. But, you know, it's funny because everybody's like, you don't need uh, Hobbit, Mary from Hobbitville. Yeah. Um, Rose could have said those lines. And while I was watching the movie, I was like, I think Rose could have done the the Maz Kanata stuff. But then you hear about what they were doing with Rose, and I guess it makes sense. And I guess you needed to have Maz in there and... And by the way, Brock, I've realized, you know how everybody's like, this movie's a slight on The Last Jedi, and it's and it hates The Last Jedi, and JJ and, and Ryan Johnson hate each other. You know that whole angle? Yeah. I've realized something, that none of this movie is actually throwing shade at The Last Jedi, with the exception of one moment. They fly now. <laughs> that is... I was, I was thinking about that this week, because I was like... Why is no one talking about that scene? <laughs> well, that was they released that in Good Morning America like a month before the movie, so everybody well, has seen. True, true, yeah. But that is a shade at the Last Jedi and the Maz Kanata jetpack moment. They fly now. She flies now, like they fly now. Maz Kanata uh, is for me. I don't know. I'm still not. I I like she was way better in this movie, but I'm still like, what's the point of this character? <laughs> like, well, like again. I don't think anything needs to change in this movie, but I think there is a there is a valid point. Like I don't think I think everyone did their roles the best they could, but like we don't need we don't need uh, Janna, we don't need Dominic Monaghan's character, we don't need Zori Bliss. Zori Bliss, very interesting character, and it yeah it does open like oh let's find out about Poe more. Like that's fun, but like. They needed Zori to get to Babu Frick. They just needed uh they needed a entrance into the underworld to get to Babu Frick. Mas Kanata could have done that. I mean, if she's in the rebel base, then maybe or the resistance base, she kinda can't, but you could have put her there. Oh, yeah. Like uh and then Rose between Rose and like straight up, give it to Billy Lord. She's been there the whole time. Yeah. Lieutenant Con- they can they can fill in those gaps of Jana, Dominic Monaghan, and like, well, I guess not Zori Bliss, but you know what I mean. Like, it's like Jana's really interesting, but like her real importance to this movie is to get them the space horses. Yeah, <laughs> and like, like they got to the planet without her, they could have easily encountered space horses any way you wanted. Like, it's, it's I. It's just a minor... De- Again, I'm not slamming it. It was just like... It's good because the conversation she has with Poe, but then like... Or sorry, with Finn. 
Wait, there's no like, hey, we both are the same. Yeah, there's like, no payoff to that. It was more to get. I think it's more just to let you know about Finn's upbringing. Which three movies in, people aren't asking that question. I think is is really it. And and you know what? I do want to know more, but I don't feel like even though she's like, I, I, I was a stormtrooper, and I was like, I was a stormtrooper, and it's like that's it. And I don't think there's any other like vague connection. They just were kids taken away. To become first order stormtrooper. Yeah, I think there's some in the visual dictionary. There's some uh, reference to her being Lando's daughter or Lando. You find oh it is Lando's family was taken. I don't know if it's she's. I haven't read it. Andrew's gonna do a review. I think on this, sh- maybe on this show or the next one. We're gonna throw it to him, Brock. That's what I was just gonna say. It's like, and then she's there to be at the end with this awkward like interchange yeah. between Lando and her. Again, I'm not trying to spread hate. I'm just sort of like, yeah, that's sort of- I, obviously. Um, you know, we talked about this. We're not going to go dwell on this because I think it's a waste of time. A lot of stuff was cut. A lot of things are cut from movies oh, yeah. all the time. The thing, the, the thing is, when you cut something, look, look, look. Perfect example, and everyone can shut up on the whole topic right now. Is if you watch The Goonies, Brock, the movie <laughs> The Goonies. If you watch the theatrical, the TV version, whatever version, not the DVD version. If you watch it at the end of the movie, what does Data say? There was an octopus. There's no octopus in the movie unless you watch the the new version with the extended deleted scene thing. There's no octopus, but he says the octopus, and you're like, well, I guess it was an octopus at some point that we just didn't see. So it's the same thing with this movie. Things get cut. Hashtag release the Donner cut. I'm sticking to it. But anyway, so they look, it happens in all these movies. It always happens. Watch The Goonies. It's a great movie. Um, um, but, like, you know, it's sad he dies, I suppose, but, like, I think it's valuable that his body disappears into the force the exact same moment that Leia's body. Yes. Like, it sort of says to me, they have been reunited. So it's sort of like, you don't see it, but like, all Leia wants from the get in Force Awakens is her son back. And at the end of the movie, she technically gets him back. So there you go. I, okay, so he's not a Force ghost at the end. I think that's irking people a lot. But my whole takeaway, the Ben Solo death is the greatest moment in the Skywalker saga because of what we learn even in The Force Awakens. What is In The Force Awakens, you see Kylo Ren talking to Darth Vader, and he says, Grandfather, I will finish what you started. But Kylo Ren is not Darth Vader's grandson. Ben Solo is Anakin Skywalker's grandson and at the end of this and the whole prequel trilogy is about anakin skywalker's obsession with saving his mother and his and his wife girlfriend love interest from Mm -hmm. death the whole prequel trilogy is about that and he can't do it and he has the line to padme he's like love won't save you only my new powers can and he's like um but as we find out through baby yoda first Love can save you. What it is, is you have to be willing to sacrifice yourself. The only way to do it is to sacrifice yourself. And what does Ben Solo do? He knows what's going to happen. He knows that when Rey gave up her life to save his, that it took a lot out of her. The only way to do anything about it is to is to give her his life. And that does that moment in. And hi, Aaron. Hi. Aaron just came in, and now my dog's barking. We're having a whole. This is an ensemble production right now. Uh, but that, that's so. The whole so it was Ben Solo finishing what Anakin started. Yeah, that's no, what that moment I, is. 
Yeah, it's a great point. Like, it's perfect. Oh, but that's, you got to remember, we're dealing with Star Wars fans here <laughs> who tend to forget things. <laughs> they tend to forget what they used to hate and what they used to love. And you know what? I'm all for, and like, this is why we do ranking Star Wars on a yearly basis. You're going to start liking one movie and hating another, or like, your opinion of each movie are going to change. But yeah, no, I think that's a great, great point. And it's like, it's, I think people, when you see that, you're like, oh, I've put that together. I didn't have to, it didn't have to be handed to me. Oh, the Maz Kanata didn't come in to do some exposition and say, uh, <laughs> what Anakin tried to do. He brought back his family. Maybe there they, maybe they should have done that. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't, uh, I don't know. I mean, on the same note, I like the fact at the end of the very end of the movie, she sees Luke and Leia as force ghosts on the horizon. <laughs> And then she says, I'm a Skywalker. And you're like, oh, what does that mean? It's like, well, it means she didn't have any, like, parental guidance. I mean, when is she left on Jakku? Like, five or six? I mean, she remembers her parents, but, you know, I mean, you can debate on if a child attaches themselves truly. But, like, your relationship with your parents tends to evolve. She's left on a desert to fend for herself for, like, a large chunk of her life. And then the two people that actually cared about who she was and tried to nourish her into becoming the person she becomes are Luke and Leia. So it's like, it makes sense to me that that's who she sees. She sees no one else, not, not, uh, Anakin, not Ben, those two people, because her, you can say whatever you want, but a relationship with Ben, it's tumultuous at best. <laughs> but Luke, Luke is the one who trains her. We don't see it with Leia. I'm sure we would have if Carrie Fisher hadn't passed away. She trains with Leia and it's just like, I think this movie does give us that little piece of what happens between Jedi and the new series of like, like just even that 30 seconds of seeing the CG Luke and uh, Leia training after Return of the Jedi. It's like, yes, this is exactly what we want. And I'll take that. I'll watch six hours of movies just to get that 30 seconds because you're just like, oh yeah, because so she gave up being a Jedi because she saw a vision that like, she would have to sacrifice herself and her son at some point. And I'm like, oh, that's so cool. And that happens. That's what we need. And it happens. And what annoys me is when people complain about it. And it's like, but you praise The Last Jedi when Kylo talks about the Force projection, how it killed, and how later on that plays out. It's the same thing. Like, there's two, I, like I say, the, uh, the insecurities of The Last Jedi are what ruining the rise of Skywalker, I think. That's what it is. It's like, just chill and like the movies, man. And if you don't like it, don't like it. But if you like it, like it. Don't be afraid to like something because it does something a little bit different. And you know, so I was talking, you know, the holidays obviously came and went. And I was around a lot of people that aren't diehard Star Wars fans. But they all saw this movie because it's Star Wars. And, and they all went. And, and I spoke to a few of them. Um... One of them was um, my sister, who uh, after the Force Awakens was so excited about Rey. She loved Rey. She loved that there was this new female Jedi, because uh, she didn't have that growing up, right? So she was like, "Oh my god, it was so cool! Like, see a kick-ass woman." I'm like, "Yeah, I never got that from her because I'm a I'm a dude. And I just <laughs> I'm not wired that way. Like I've seen it my whole life, right? Like I've been able to identify with it. And she never did. So like that's cool. Last Jedi, she was like, uh. "This one, I was like." So, like I, she was talking to me about it and she loved she loved that Ray was a Palpatine she loved it because there's a moment in it where where um is it the Emperor Emperor or Kylo's like 
the power of Palpatine flows through her. And she's like, at that point, it's like, she's like, well, that sucked. But then she said, but the point of the whole of Ray's whole drive there is that it's not the Palpatine power flowing through her. It's her own power that's flowing through her. Palpatine has all the Sith. She has the power to get all of the Jedi. She overcomes, you know, the man beating her down in her life and becomes and stands up for herself. And I was like, that's cool. So she really liked that. The other thing that was thrown before a loop was so many people still think Ray and and Kylo are are cousins. Um, like, uh, and I, and then when I say uh, a few, I mean like a lot. And it was weird. I was like, "What about the kiss?" They're like, "Oh, they forgot about the kiss. Like they just flat out forgot that they kissed," which I thought was strange. But you know people remember what they remember and they don't remember what they don't remember and and that's just how it is and also and then i said something like yeah well luke and leia kissed like yeah. so i mean i i i i don't i look i think obviously i think they they flat out kind of tell you what's up with them in that movie but i, I still i you know and i know and i don't want to get anybody upset i just think that the way that their relationship was portrayed through the three movies was not it, it it was a little bit it wasn't over the top which is fine but i think also a lot of people didn't see it coming yeah um and i know you know we we talk with a lot of our friends uh who, who are in the railo side of things so we obviously saw that and we knew it was a possibility but i just think a lot of people don't expect that and they don't see it and they're like oh or they forget it and they're like well they're still cousins <laughs> that's why she's a skywalker because she was luke's daughter <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like, I, I just don't feel like it. Um, I don't know. It's it's almost like it needed. Uh, she says she wanted to take his hand, which I think was a moment where you're like, okay, there. She loves it. Like they love each other. Um, there's something more to just being a dyad in the force, but it, it, just the the reaction from from the casual fans I spoke to over the holidays. And these aren't just like one group here. It was like several different instances where I spoke to people and they were all not on board with it or not. And they were like, a lot of them were just like, like at least one person in each of like the three or four groups of people I spoke to was like, Oh, they're cousins. (laughs) But I think because when you went into it, you, that's what you thought they were going to be. Like a lot of people just thought that. And the movie never really says, they never, never says they're not cousins, except for the fact that she's a Palpatine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but then you know what somebody said to me, but didn't Palpatine create Anakin? And I was like, Oh God, let's go. <laughs> this will never end. Well, here's the thing too. It's like they, this whole diadem thing. I think we're reading, we're looking at it a little too closely. I think it, it's not a matter of like who their family is. I think it's that they represent the dark side and the light side. I know, I know, but and that redeems himself at the end. But uh, technically, he's the villain, and she's the hero, and we're always talking about the balance of the force. But to get to true balance, it's kind of, there has to be, you kind of get a hint of it in Last Jedi where you see that logo in the Jedi cave where mm-hmm. it looks like a, a yin-yang symbol. And I think that's what Ryan was trying to get at a little bit. 
I think his idea was a little different from what JJ inevitably did. But it's sort of like they're a diadem. They need each other. And Ray can't vanquish the Emperor until he shows up, right? And it's sort of, even though he's technically good at the same time, like, it's like, it's almost like they have to, I don't know, I don't know. I'm, I'm just thinking out loud. It's just that it's, so it's sort of the fact that they represent the sides of the Force. They're coming together. Like, a diadem is like, let's look that up. What is the actual definition of I think of it as like, isn't it like a crown or something? Like, but what is the actual definition of diadem? Well, you look that let's up. Look it up. Please hold <clears throat> I, lo- I, I love the, the Ben Solo. See, and this is the other thing. See, you ever referred to as Ben Solo? <clears throat> like in this movie? Because the thing we learned from Solo, a Star Wars story, is that that last name Solo was just given to him by an Imperial. So it really has no bearing on Han at all. Han's just like, yeah, it's Han Solo. It's just what they call me. Um, so I think that's part of the reason people are upset that she doesn't take the last name Solo. It's like, well, I, for me, like, <clears throat> what you said about Skywalker, I'm okay with the Skywalker last name. I think it makes sense. I think what you said makes sense. But if she was going to take a name based on anything, you'd think it would be like Organa or something. Like, because if she's trained by Leia and Leia's like her mother, I think she would go with Organa just because I feel like that's more of what Leia is. Like, Leia was raised by them. She is an Organa. You know what I mean? Like, she's yeah, not. Like, Luke trains her as well. Like, no, I, no, no. I agree with what you're saying. I'm just saying for yeah. people who think she should have taken the name Solo, I think yeah. Solo was given to him by an Imperial. Oh, I don't think. Compared. Yeah, I don't think he really would have cared. If anyone took that last name, we, like, you know, so for me, I think Organa really, if you're going to argue any of them would have been the name that she, she most likely would have taken. Uh, but Skywalker makes sense. And, and the thing people forget about, I think the, the key, the key to understanding Star Wars, Brock, and the key to, to not being so pissed off over every single little thing that you hear is that Star Wars is ultimately a story about this family called of Skywalker says George Lucas and it is a soap opera it is familial that's what it's about it's not about and this is the thing when everyone's like oh, I liked it better when Ray was a nobody and remember when I said Ray's gonna end up being a Palpatine like a week before the movie too because when you think about what these movies are they're not about broom boy broom boy is cool and he could be in the next you know but and and I like that they showed that aspect of it. Like there are people out there, but it's not a, these movies. The containment of these movies that we're watching is not about that. It is about these characters. Even the Last Jedi spoilers, your securities is about the Skywalkers. And it's about Rey. And it's about that storyline. You know what I mean? Like it acknowledges the rest, but it's about that. And that's what we go into watch. We go into watch this. The storyline about this family, the soap opera that is the Skywalker drama. And that's what we want to see. And you can complain and pitch and moan about her being not a nobody. But she still is a nobody because she didn't know she was a Palpatine until the bitter end of it all. Mm. And that's what it's about, though. It's about these this bloodline that is corrupting the galaxy. Yeah. That was so mucked up that it took the bloodline of every Sith ever... To save the day. To, and the dyad was created because of the rift in the force that was caused uh, when Anakin killed the Emperor. I think. Because I think I think Anakin balances the force with dark side, light side. Right? Two and two. And then he kills the Emperor. And then he's gone. And what do we have left? 
only Jedi, and then the Force is not balanced. Whatever, who knows? Yeah, but like taking my thought on the diadem, like yeah, she's the she's the good guy. So you're like she's the Jedi, but you're right, she is the blood of the remaining Sith. So it's sort of like she's also she's kind of both, right? Yeah. She herself is almost the diadem. She just chooses to be good, but she has the past of evil. Like she's the yeah, she's the polar opposite of Luke, Leia, and Ben, where. You know, they came from good turned bad, and she just came from bad. You know, um, it. But it's funny that, like, yeah, because I don't want to talk about the chosen one per se, but I think one of my things coming from this movie is like, it's funny that the Emperor's undoing is because he kills all the Jedi, who are then one with the Force, yeah. and are able to help Rey vanquish him. So it's like these characters. Yeah, you know what? It's just—it's almost like these characters we've, these new characters we've been introduced to, they don't really—they matter, but they kind of don't because it ends up being the original players that finish the day off. But they channel themselves through Ray and through yeah. so I Ben Solo, I suppose. Which and that whole thing for me is that stems from uh, the Force Awakens putting all the importance on Luke. Like I was, I don't know, maybe it was just you and me, but I was okay with a new movie being about new characters and them going like this yeah. way. You know what I mean? Like, cause I still think you, they, Disney could have come out and been like, we're making seven, eight, nine and seven, eight, nine could have been about Ray, Ray Doobie do and Finn, the stormtrooper, and Poe, and none of them were, you know, and, you know, and Poe's backstory could be associated with the rebellion, whatever. And Finn was an ex stormtrooper. But the minute they're like, we have to go find Luke, you're like, well, these, this is all about Luke, right? So then they could, and then, you know, after the seven, they could have been like, by the way, the first six movies were the Skywalker saga. The next movies you're going to watch are the Rey saga. I still think they could have done that. No problem. But yeah. the minute they put the emphasis on Luke and they were like, this is the Skywalker saga, you're right. The importance of the new characters, save for Rey, really, it, it there's no, it doesn't matter. They don't, they're inconsequential to pretty much anything, uh, because they're they're just serving the storyline of what came before. But, but I don't, I, you know, and that's just, I mean, that's just the nature of storytelling too. It's like, yeah, because you made you you decided to make this this Skywalker saga. If it's not like I said, if it's not the Skywalker saga, Brock Ray could be Ray Plutt. And it would be fine because she's separate from that. But the the minute they did that, that's when we all should have been like, well, she's a pal. Like Fantasia predicted it in 2015. He told me, he's like, I think she's a Palpatine. Like right away. And I was like, you're dumb, Andrew. Um, So I, I don't know. It's just, you're right though. It's, it, uh, you know, I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change the sequel trilogy now, to be honest. Like there was a point at one point, I'm like, I think they may, they might've, gone one way when they should have got another but now i'm happy with the way they went even though we'll probably never see most of these characters ever again and i think they they have a you know the, their playground is is pretty solid with these characters mm-hmm. i uh i think i've said this before it was like it should have been less about the original characters but they should have been like important you know like you could have still done a story about like oh well the outcome of these three uh rebels that basically only knew war for like the large chunk of their time or subjugation by the empire 
yeah, like their story of like, you know, their marriage falls apart and Luke is disillusioned by the force. Like that makes sense because I don't think they know what to do in peacetime. Right. Uh, uh, but like you could still have done a story where maybe it all worked out like Leia and Han are still together. They could do what like you could basically do what they do in Bloodline where like she's in the New Republic being a senator or whatever she actually was. And Han is out racing <laughs> swoop bikes or whatever, or pod racing. And then just have Luke, like, establishing a Jedi Order. But then you bring in these new characters. Maybe it's Ben Solo, maybe it's Rey. And you follow them, and, like, you could still hit all these things. But what am I even bringing this up for? Like, <laughs> we just got the three movies. So yeah. just, like, take them for what they are. And I be optimistic, because we live in a post-Mandalorian world now where <laughs> like they did something that we've been kind of wanting for a while they tried to do it with Rogue One and I think they did a pretty successful job but even in the space of like the four three or four years in between like Mandalorian changes everything we can now hypothetically do a show or a movie that doesn't have to do anything with the Skywalkers yeah. and will be successful well, is Mandalorian ever going to relate back to that stuff? Of course it is. Of course it is. Don't be stupid. But anyway, I think they all can still. I think they will be. I think it'll be stupid of Lucasfilm and Disney to never acknowledge what we just saw in any other other Star Wars franchise. Because at the end of the day, I like I said, man, you could have ended the Skywalker saga with Return of the Jedi, which is you know really when it kind of ends. And then you could have said again, and then you just pick up the pieces from where you left off. And you know if like you know if Luke played the Han role in Force Awakens and the importance isn't on Luke, and then you strike Luke down and Luke just helps out Ray. All of a sudden, it you start to go. But anyway, this who cares? I like you know what I think after Rise of Skywalker, I have um, I just watched Last Jedi uh, Friday, Friday, Thursday, Friday. I watched it Friday, and uh, I like it. I like I like I watched it in October, and I liked it a lot in or October. I don't remember when I watched it a lot though and then I, I watched it again and I like it more and more each time I watch it and now I like uh, what we learned from The Rise of Skywalker I personally am one of those one of those idiots Brock that believes that that they work very well together and uh, and I like seeing like when Luke throws a lightsaber like sorry I gotta set Akbar for a second Brock because everybody's like it, it retcons the last Jedi everybody turns into a Sith Lord when they get mad at it but if but people haven't watched the Last Jedi, this is what I'm getting from it with the insecurities of the Last Jedi. What is Luke's arc in the Last Jedi, Proc? Uh, Ray wants him to train, but he's like, I don't do that anymore. You don't understand the Force, and I don't. I I just whatever. And then she realizes he's cut himself off from the Force, and then. He learned he as he's teaching her. He learns that like he was wrong and da da da. Oh whoa 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 what? He learns that he was wrong. Wrong. <laughs> so when he says he was wrong in the Rise of Skywalker, he's just reiterating what he already told us. What we already know what happened to him in the Last Jedi. But he's letting Ray know that now. He's telling that to Ray. Th this is oh this like if you like a movie, pay attention to the movie. Let's go over to Never Time of the Odds. Because people are frustrating me, Brock. I don't know. <laughs> Last Jedi is so good, but you haven't watched it because you haven't learned the the purpose of it. 
that Luke learns from his mistakes, as we should too, and we should learn from the mistakes of hating The Last Jedi right now. All right, Never Tell Me Odds brought to us by Patreon. Thank you all for all you do, Patreons. 2020 Patreon rankings. Thank you so much. Thank you, everybody, who participated in our ranking Star Wars with sending in your list. And to those that said, I don't rank them, I will watch. Thank you also for those that respect your decision to not rank them because it is hard and possible. And to the two people that put in Star Wars as all 11 of them, I use that as a new hope. All right, uh, Brock, who are our Patreons? Ah, executive producer, Heidi Fetter, Barry Brophy, (laughs) Dennis Allen, Christine Allison, Mary Kristen Athen, Jeff Wilson, Aaron Quinton, Al Schuler, Phil Staniforth, Austin Schur, Scott D, Andy Higgins, Josh Price, Mason Hope, Matt W, Rez, Rural Farm Boy, Frank Perkins, Sooner Thrawn, Neil Lowry, D, Raven Spencer, Matt Dallas, DJ Blake, Gleek Play One, Janet Rubio, Charlotte, Kayla Davis, Girls with Sabres, and the Denner's. Does Girls of Sabres spell Sabres E-R or R-E? Hold on. Well, my phone would have autocorrected that, right? No, not necessarily. Hold I think on. it's like a British spelling. Yeah, but my phone, I think it's set to American. I do everything in American, oh, Brock. Don't get me started about your e- proper writing e- on text. E-R. <laughs> no, I just, I just let my phone... I, I used to auto... I used to like double check my spelling and now i've stopped giving a crap uh it's yes. e-r-s e-r-s they um that's the way that's i cool. that's how that's how i spell it it's not shout out to the links over at yeah. gws they're uh great they just had a live stream on thursday night um nice. and they're gonna i don't know if anyway they're gonna be doing more than just star wars in the future and i'm um Ooh. they're big time lord of the rings fans uh so i mean i'm excited for some of their lord of the rings content they're getting that show on HBO, HBO, or Amazon, Amazon, Amazon. Hey. If that happens, we'll see. If it happens, but man, I think they just anyway. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. I can't wait. All right, here we go. First odds of 2020: the odds of Ahsoka Tano appearing in the Mandalorian season two. Ooh, 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 ooh. I don't know if season two, but I would love that. I don't know how you work it out because, like, where does Rebels fall? It's like after, no, before. New Hope, right? Yeah. Right? So. It's before New Hope. But it ends after Return of the Jedi. Yeah. 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 But you know what I mean? Like, it's. Oh, yeah, you could make it. I mean, anything Ahsoka, give it to us. Like, having Ahsoka's voice in there, great. Uh, Ahsoka needs her own show, quite frankly. (laughs) I think I want to know. I think they're. I think they're after after uh, rebels. So uh, yeah. But in regards to Mandalorian, I'm gonna go forty percent because I don't know how you work it, and I also think you don't need Ahsoka in that show because then that becomes the focus. Uh, yeah. My only thing with her, I'm gonna go full Brock on it. But my thing with Ahsoka on Mandalorian is just the Baby Yoda angle. Where does Baby Yoda go? And she is the, from what I can tell, the wisest of them all. She's the Bendu type. She's not a Jedi. She's just light side, you know. Um, and that, you know, that's somewhere where Baby Yoda can go. Because, look, at some point they got to figure this Baby Yoda. As cute as Baby Yoda is, as much as we all like Baby Yoda, they need an endgame on Baby Yoda. Because if it just ends with, and they lived happily ever after, we're like, what? I don't, what? So, 
By the way, Baby Yoda stop. Uh, spoiler alert for the Mandalorian, but Baby Yoda stopping that fireball. Oh yeah, Baby Yoda, do the hand thing. It's so great, and I am sure you guys talked about this on Mandalorian Scum, but I just maybe people figured it out earlier. But his whole, I love how in the last episode you really get the fact that like his whole drive to help baby yoda isn't because he's like oh it's a kid and da 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 it's like it's legit because he was saved by a mandalorian so therefore a mandalorian should always look out yeah. for people that are in danger and it's just like that comp that that same like him as a child being yeah. carried off by the death watch which i didn't figure out till the very very end i was like oh that is death we watch. actually got a uh, super chat about that, and we're gonna do a whole video on that. With well, well Rob's gonna do a video on that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and like, uh, and then he's carrying Baby Yoda the same sort of way. I'm like, yes, this show is great. <laughs> so yeah, no, I agree with you on that. Ahsoka and Baby Yoda, oh, it'd be great. I'm gonna go for Rock. Came in, and it's like he has to come with me, and then they make a whole series about that, and like. Sabine is in it, and then they find Ezra at some point. Oh my god, it just writes itself. <laughs> I don't know if it's <laughs> You know, uh, next odd, the odds of episode 10 happening in 10 years. I don't hate it. Funny enough, you're not the first person to say this to me. And I won't be the last. I don't know, though, because the title is episode nine attack of uh, attack of the Skywalker, uh, rise of skywalker star wars episode nine rise of skywalker is that an official title yeah uh the, yeah well i know the crawl says episode nine i don't think the they title said they're gonna do away with it which so... is another dumb thing the skywalker saga put all the the, num- the roman numerals in then like why get rid of them now i don't get it uh, they just because they don't like the prequels brock that's why i think it'd be like. confusing though if you continue the number and then you do a different storyline i think people will be confused so they'll be constantly trying to so i think you do need to get away with the numbers i don't uh, also I don't, I don't i don't i think we're split on like i don't refer to it as episode nine anymore like I have a title, so I call it that, yeah. right? Yeah. I don't refer to any of the other movies. I mean, I guess episode one, but like, you know, it's it's not episode four, five, six. It's New Hope, Empire, and Jedi, right? Uh, that's how we shorten it. Uh, but in, I, I will say I like the idea, 75%, that in a decade they return to the storyline. Maybe they'll call it episode 10. Maybe they do it for the marketing. We're like, oh, 10 years ago, episode 10. And then they don't tell you the full title for a good like six months. That that I think is a hit on uh, uh, home run for sure. So I'm gonna go 75 on that one. I'm gonna do another 2020 full Brock. <laughs> my full Brocks are are just I just, I just I know the Skywalker saga is over, but that doesn't mean like I said another saga could kick into high gear. And but they could just be like, this is the tenth one, and then. You know, Leia's saber plays a part of that, or Anakin's, or something that we learn from this saga plays a part in the next saga. Like, yeah. like again with Marvel, the Infinity Saga is over, but the next saga is wow. just beginning. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, that's how I that's how I view that. Uh, our mm-hmm. final odd: the odds of the twenty twenty two two years from now, Brock. Actually, three because it'll be December. But two years from now, the twenty twenty film being about the old Republic. No, it's an old republic. 
I don't know what voice that was. That was <laughs> the worst motto. I think it's like a good idea because it's a way to be like, okay, we don't, there won't be any connection because it's happening way too far in the, the past to have any real connection outside of like, this is a Jedi, this is a Sith. I think they should definitely do it, but I don't know if I see it as that. Um, but I, again, I, I would love anything Star Wars. Uh, so Old Republic, yay. I'm going to go 65% because it's sort of like, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Does, is Ryan interested in that? Is Ryan the next director? I don't know. Well, they're going to announce it this month. Hopefully not by the time yeah. this goes up. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> they announce it right now. Guess, yeah, <laughs> what up, Star Wars? Remember that old segment? <laughs> what up, Star Hold Wars? Hold on. I'm going to type in Star Wars on my phone. Star. This is why people come here, to hear and to watch us. Text. Box office, skies of rise of Skywalker plummets fifty eight percent on flat Friday. Plummets. Can I just tell you there are websites that I never acknowledge their existence anymore? We got this yeah. covered. I think that's pretty standard. But Forbes. Forbes is the biggest <laughs> turd <laughs> on the planet. Like Forbes went from I thought they were genuine to first of all, they hate everything Star Wars and it's all clickbait nonsense. And it started with solo. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. No. But uh, they haven't hired anyone. That's good news. Cool. Fifty fifty. Right. Hollow news. Hollow news. Da 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 da. da. Hollow news. Hollow news. The nerds news needs knows now. Um. I don't know why I always do ends. Uh. So speaking of how much rise of Skywalker, when I put the news together, I had this information. It's uh, the early morning estimates for Rise of Skywalker crossing 400 million uh, stateside with 4. Point, or 407.6 million dollars after New Year's Day, adding 17 million uh, for box office. It it now beats out the January 1st uh, amount made for Last Jedi 14.2 million and Rogue One 16.75 million. And now ranks fourth among the highest grossing New Year's Day behind The Forest Awakens, Avatar, and Meet the Fockers. Uh, so it went from being 2% behind Je Last Jedi on the Sunday to being 8% behind the first 13 days through... Uh, There's a lot of numbers. Anyways, I also looked it up during the show. <laughs> Wikipedia is saying that... Because I wondered if they made their budget. Uh, their production budget was $275 million dollars. Uh, and it has grossed 800, 501, or sorry, I read, read this wrong, 851 million worldwide. So they have made their budget. So the movie is officially a success. It's now just a matter of where does it fall in the top highest grossing. But it's uh, right now it's at the ninth highest growing film. And it could be changing as we speak. I don't know. But there we are. That's, that's the update on it. Uh, Clone Wars Season 7... On to the Ahsoka mention, uh, it will it has been officially announced that it will premiere Monday, February seventeenth. Uh, we were we knew it was coming early early twenty twenty in the February, but now we know for sure. Um, it will be a twelve episode run. Will and it include some of the lost. I forget what it was called the lost season, the lost tapes, or whatever. 
they will use some of the anima- animations that you saw in that in the show, but they will definitely have some new stuff. And in our final story, <laughs> uh, as you know, there is now a movement called hashtag release the JJ cut, uh, trying to work off the whole popularity of, ha- uh, of hashtag release the Schneider cut for Justice League. I would love to see it. Uh, but anyways, this is a hot topic, and we're not going to take a stance, but we need to report it. Uh, the Rise of Skywalker editor, Marianne Brandon, reveals that there has been a lot of stuff cut out. We do know there's going to be a lot of deleted scenes that are going to be interesting to see when the, the film is released on digital and Blu-ray. But she said this. It was a kind of delicate balance and went back and forth a lot about how much we wanted to reveal. Some scenes changed quite a bit, the way what we want... The way that we wanted to present it to the audience, in the end, we ended up showing a lot less of it than we started with. There was so much information in the film and so many characters. What we wanted to have it was an audience concentrate, and what we wanted the audience to concentrate on, I think we felt we didn't want to clutter the film up with things you didn't need to know. So, just like pointing out that a lot of stuff got cut, so that's, uh, I think J.J. Abrams has announced that he, the whole uh, Finn reveal to to Ray, what he wanted to tell her, like that was supposed to be in the film. He was supposed to tell her and then it got cut. So it is what it is. They put a lot of stuff into this movie and unfortunately it meant cutting a lot of uh, interesting parts, but there you go. And that has been your hollow news for today. Hollow news. All righty. Top five. Top five. What's our top five for today, James? I have no idea. We have two. <laughs> I think it was top five Star Wars moments 2010 to 2019. Yeah, of the decade of what was. Decade. We have top five Star Wars moments from 2010 to 2020. I know some people consider 2021 the beginning of the decade. But I got to be honest with you. It's 2020. The, the number one is vanquished. And so I'm considering 2020 <laughs> my decade. Uh, anyway, it's been 10 years. It's been eight years since Disney bought Lucasfilm. Uh, but my number five is the moment. Uh, I think it was two years ago now, a year ago, almost two years ago. Uh, we were recording a podcast, I believe, and I was getting ready to go to a soccer game to play soccer because I'm very athletic, Brock, very athletic. And uh, uh, we saw the hashtag Clone Wars saved. They announced that Clone Wars was coming back. That was a cool moment. Fans rejoiced because Disney had ruined Star Wars. Uh, and they killed the Clone Wars. And now they acknowledge that, hey, maybe we were wrong. <laughs> my, uh, uh, before I just say my top five, honorable mention to Star Wars Celebration. It's just a great time. It's, and they've done three, no, four. Four? Four or five in this decade? So it's just a great time to be but there's nothing specific. They just use it as announcements, which is a great time to be a Star Wars fan at those places. But my top, my number five, and it falls in this decade, is the Disney purchase. I think it's that's a huge deal. I think my list is going to be a lot more like big milestones and then also like positive sort of things. So Disney purchase, yeah. like it's, you know, up until that point, we never expected to see any more Star Wars. I mean, I guess, did we have, was Rebels post Disney? Yep. That was this decade. So, yeah. So, 
Like, 10 years ago, we had no concept that, like, we would ever get more Star, Star Wars, Wars was done 10 years ago. It was basically done. I mean, it was Clone just Clone Wars. Wars. Not to dis, yeah. not to dis, uh, credits Clone Wars, but it was just going to be no, Clone Wars. Exactly. No more movies. Like, Theatrically, it was done. Yeah. So, anyways, it was, uh, it's crazy what's happened. And because of that, like, we now do a podcast about that. So, like, the Disney purchase kind of changed our lives as well. Yeah, we started this in three years ago, 2016. Yeah. Summer 2016. August 3rd, 2016, Park. Yeah. That's not on my list, by the way. It should be. Because uh, we are we are the difference makers in Star Wars. <laughs> we uh, are. Uh, for me, my number four is recent. It was Ian McDermott at Star Wars Celebration Chicago. Roll it again. And it was more than just he's back in the movies. It was just... It was nice to see something like that, like because you know you know Luke Han, all them are going to be there, but they surprised everybody, and then his appearance surprised everybody, and it was, and the cheering, and you're like, yeah, Star Wars is about these little pieces, and it was nice to see them bring him back. And you know what? Sure, that's a cheap number four, but I'm going with it. My number four is a little bit emotional. I don't want to get any balls, anyone's bile up, but uh, the moment where people. Banded together to support some of the harassment in the Star Wars, specifically Kelly Marie Tran and Ahmed Best. Ahmed Best was more during the prequels, but he was able to overcome his depression from having Jar Jar Binks being the most hated character. Uh, I don't want to focus on characters being hated and then the actors having to deal with that. But people, fans went out of their way to support them, saying like, this is not right. You don't just because you don't like the character doesn't mean you have to un, unload on people, the people that portray them. And I think I think it's slightly better, but it's nice to see the positivity. I mean, Ahmed Best is going to be the host of the next that new Star Wars game uh, game show. I'm excited for that. So there you go. I mean, there's always for every bad thing, there's always a positive to it. So there you go. Number four. My number three, uh, watching that last Jedi trailer at Star Wars Celebration in Orlando. That whole experience was a good time. Ryan Johnson coming out to the crowd beforehand at yeah. 3 a.m. Uh, little, little did he know that that crowd would turn on him in six months. <laughs> uh, that was a great time. Great experience. Uh, that was a lot of fun. I wonder if he regrets going out and talking to people in the lines in Orlando at like 2 in the morning because they're waiting to get in the thing. Uh, <laughs> Probably no, I think he genuinely enjoyed every every second he was involved in Star Wars. My number three is Rogue One. That movie, I keep saying, I said it earlier, it's like I think it's changed how people can look at a Star Wars movie. Yeah, I know there's Darth Vader's in it, and there's a lot of connections to our original story, but I think it's something that kind of lives on its own, doesn't require a ton of support from something else and succeeds in being a different type of Star Wars movie, which is where we need to start heading. So I like to put it up there. My number two is the day in October when Disney purchased Lucasfilm. The day they bought it, it was like everything changed. We knew it was all going to be different. We're getting more movies. We're going to get seven, eight, and nine. So, oh, man, just remember, like, what are they going to be? When are we going to get them? I can't wait. Now we've got five new Star Wars movies. We are, like, literally they've made one less Star Wars movie than George George Lucas made in 30 years. (laughs) Think about that. Oh, if you count the Clone Wars movie, they made... Uh, two less, but they made one less movie than George Lucas made in 30 years. Uh, that was a great day for me. Yeah. 
My number two is Disney Plus launching. We have Mandalorian. Maybe Mandalorian sort of fits in the same category with Rogue One. But the fact that now we have a place for new Star Wars content to exist. And, I mean, you know, it has to do well. I know there's a little backlash now because I guess Disney Plus took down some stuff that they weren't supposed to take down. Or I don't know. And then people are sort of, Mandalorian's done. I don't need it. But, like, we got Star Wars the potential of the new Star Wars things where a play, uh, like Mandalorian might not have been a movie, but it definitely can exist as a show. So the, 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 the future looks limitless in my yeah. opinions. Yeah. And for me again, you know, you look at solo, I love solo, but that, that type of story and film, I think belongs on, mm. on Disney plus. And I think they're doing that with, with Obi-Wan. I mean, Obi-Wan's going to be the, I guess the test for how that stuff yeah. works there. And if, if Obi-Wan succeeds, maybe we get Solo 2. Maybe we get, you know, Cassie Andor. Who the hell knows what's up with that? Uh, but, you know, if Obi-Wan succeeds, Cassie Andor succeeds, maybe we get more of those shows focusing on characters. Um, and live-action Dr. Afro would be great. Uh, my number one uh, it is probably... I'm not going to say it. But uh, my number one, Force Awakens opening day. I had fun that entire day. Walking around, yeah. Uh, you and I, we went to the pop-up shop in Toronto. Uh, then we all got together at my my old apartment, and we watched Ewoks: Caravan of Courage on YouTube. We had a, a drink beforehand. We went to go see the movie, and just the experience being in the theater for the first time, watching the first, the the last first Star Wars film. We're not gonna get that again. I mean, maybe 2022, but that's only two years away, three years removed from the last one. This was 15 years, and it was after we were told we weren't getting any more. There was just something about that experience. I smiled the entire time. Uh, So Force Awakens, opening day, my number one. You know what? That's It's it's a really good number one, James. It's it's really nice, and like even though it's a specific memory to us, I think a lot of people can relate. Uh, especially Star Wars fans, to be able to see a new Star Wars movie. But you're wrong! The number one moment in the last decade for Star Wars was Baby Yoda! I know! (laughs) The revolutionary moment of Baby Yoda is insane. Like, that is bringing people to watch The Mandalorian just be like, what is this? That's true. I don't think... But, like... It's insane. Like, I remember watching that first episode and be like, I don't know how I feel about this. And then it didn't matter. Yeah, it's true. That. That's why I feel like the Baby Yoda, when it, if it's not a surprise, it's like, well, how are people going to react to that episode? Especially. And then I was talking to Fantasia at New Year's. And I was like, you know, I think one of my favorite episodes is the egg episode. As much as it's like a throwaway, I just love Baby Yoda using the force kicking ass. So there's spoilers. But I'm like, I kind of like that episode. Like, I'm like. No, it's it's, it's great because it has some fun reveals. But then it's also a fun episode yeah. in general. Yeah, like, I, there was. The Jabba chase and the, the Sandcrawler chase. Like, and it's it's great on so many levels. I felt like the fourth and fifth episodes were two that I was like, meh. But they, they were necessary to the plot. And that's what we talked about, I think. On, on You and I talked about that? Or we talked about I can't remember where I talked about it. But I was like, eh. But I think it's going to be necessary. And then it ended up being necessary. So anyway, those are our top five. Our first top fives of the decade. Uh, let us know what your top fives are down below. Again, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, SoundCloud, 
I don't know where else we are. But we're other places as well. This has been the 100, 148th episode of the Rebel Scum Podcast. He's Brock. I'm James. And he was always scum. Scum. Rebel. Rebel scum. Hey, scumbags. Thanks for watching. Don't forget to give us a thumbs up on our video. As always, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Rebel Scum Podcast, for all the latest videos.